Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, a podcast that gives you the tools that you need to invest in this season of your life. Join life coach Kelly Tibbetts as she interviews inspiring leaders who help you identify your why, name your strengths, and value your energy, soul, and thoughts. This podcast will help you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly. This is season two, Enneagram and Oils. And today I have my college roommate and one of my favorite friends in the whole world, Rachel Langen. Rachel, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's just so fun. I know. I think we're going to do a whole season together and um, we're going to just tell everybody all the joys of the Enneagram and Oils. So tell us a little bit about yourself and why we're talking about oils. So I am um, 50, turned 50 this year married mom to five kids yeah and in our house we have so seven seven of us and we're represented by six different enneagram numbers so when i learned about the enneagram initially i just thought this is changing my life yeah it just really opened up doors to me and it made my whole life make sense right and although it seemed overwhelming at first because there are nine numbers in each number has a wing and a strength and, you know, something you go to in stress. It was, it was very overwhelming, but having so many people in my family, I could pretty quickly identify where I thought their numbers were. And that just made it make so much more sense for me because right away I could quickly identify with a seven because I have a kid who's a right. seven. And so it just really solidified the Enneagram in my mind. And then it made my whole, my, my life, my parenting life, my life as a like a wife all makes sense. And I wish I, I would have known about the Enneagram decades ago. Especially we were college roommates and yeah. we have a, um, a wing in common kind of, we can get to that in a minute, but the same for me. When I found the Enneagram, it made, it makes sense why my husband and I think, feel and do life the way we do. We have three kids. You and I have um, daughters who are very close friends and they're both Enneagram sevens and it makes mm -hmm. all that makes sense. So yeah. So tell us a little bit about you and what, Enneagram numbers you see in your family, and I'll share a little bit about mine. Well, I'm an Enneagram one, mm -hmm. so perfectionist, and I'm a pretty strong one. I don't really rely on wings very much. I have noticed with 2020, it's been very stressful, and I've gone to my stress number, which is four, mm -hmm. way more than I've ever relied on a four in my life. So that's been a little bit strange because normally I, I don't gravitate towards another number. And then my husband's a three. I have um, a child. Uh, we think that she is a four wing five. I have um, two kids who are seven, a girl and a boy who are sevens, uh, maybe seven wing eight, not quite sure there. I have a six and then my youngest one is 11 and we haven't really identified his number. He's probably a two or a four. And I'm thinking before we even go any further, we should talk about the fact that the Enneagram is a typology. It's a way of identifying different behaviors, why we think, feel, and do life the way we do. And so there's nine just different ways and they're all equally valid, even though in America we tend right. to say some of them are a little more important. They're all equally valid. <laughs> and so, yeah, it would have helped us even as roommates. I'm an Enneagram 2, oh, yeah. the helper with an Enneagram 1 wing when I was living with you, which is, I like how Ian Crone says it. He says, we're the improvers. We make things better. Hmm. And you were an Enneagram 1, probably with a big 2 wing then. We were in the fundamentalist church world back then, right. so it makes total sense. But right. we felt very similar in the way that we process life back yes. in the day. Yes. But yes. I do think I remember us going back to that four place, at least for me, yes. I remember. Oh. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, I mean, I, that's also just how many people in their teens and 20s 
don't gravitate towards forest something. <laughs> I feel like that's just a very emotional time of life. So the other thing we have in common besides the Enneagram is essential oils, specifically Young yes. Living essential oils. And you are the person who introduced them to me. And I find just an incredible overlap between the value of the Enneagram and the value of essential oils in the mm -hmm. health and the joy that's in my family. So you're the one who introduced me. So why don't you explain how you found essential oils? I found essential oils through, I have a friend who was using them and my sister. And they were actually both using oils from a different company. And I started following some people online who did Young Living. And I was just so impressed with mm -hmm. these women in particular because they were just very ardent Jesus followers. Mm -hmm. And they were young. They were in their early 20s. And it was so different from how you and I were raised. Right. Where we were not, it was sort of like hiding under a bushel, um, <laughs> you know, and don't let your freak show. And they were just so... Like okay, we were kind of legalistic. A bit. <laughs> yeah, but they, so they were not legalistic. Right, right. They were like just open and loving and willing to talk about their flaws. Mm -hmm. And we were both walking through um, adoption and or foster care. We are, you know, very young, newly married and really just living a life that Jesus has called them to. And that was just so novel to me. And I was thinking like, who are these women? Who parented these women? Mm. Like, this is amazing. And so I decided, cause they were starting to use oils and talk about them. And, you know, my sister had been talking to me about oils. So I thought, you know, I'm gonna tr try them, but I'm gonna buy them from these two people because, you know, my sister wasn't selling oils. And so I just kind of, I started using them and being the Enneagram one that I am, I didn't want to do it the wrong way. Right. So I think, right I, bought, yes, I think I bought I think I bought two oils and a diffuser because I was like, that starter kit, no way. That's too many oils. That's overwhelming. I will never use them. And I just started really slowly, but pretty quickly got hooked. Yeah. And then you were able to really help me. My oldest daughter had gotten kind of sick and you pointed me to thieves, which we can talk about some of the oils in a little bit. And then I think what really changed my mind about it is when my second daughter, the Enneagram seven went to college, I used to have some anxious evenings and you made me a little rollerball that had right. um, yeah. some calming oils in it. And, and really it, it not only worked, it, it just made me feel so much better. I wanted to learn more. And then since then my whole family is so bought in and it's changed. So understanding our whys and having the essential oils as support has made um, living together a lot easier, even in a season that's pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. So, well, today we're going to have um, our first episode just be sort of an overview. So the Enneagram is, as I said, a typology, nine different ways of thinking, feeling, and doing life. And in the other sessions that we'll be talking about, we'll, we'll go to those triads, these like groups of three that have something in common, whether it's people who process information through their heart or their head or their gut, or people who tend to live out in the future or the present or the past. But as we go around today, just... Why would somebody hearing us talk today be a little bit, not concerned, but just not really sure if essential oils are for them based on their Enneagram number? We haven't seen this anywhere, so it's going to be fun to talk through. We're going to start with you, the Enneagram one. You mentioned it a little bit. The improvers tend to want to do things in the right way. They process information from their gut. You just sort of in your gut, and you've always been this way. You've always known what's right. the right thing to do, and then you did it. A quick little story. We were roommates went to the same college, went to the same church, hung out all the time and took some of the same classes. And Rachel would always get her college book out, get her highlighter, read it when she's supposed to highlight it. And then I would just cheat and I would come and just read Rachel's notes. And you would never have done that because you're an Enneagram one. So, right, so right. What's, what's an Enneagram one thinking when they hear about essential oils, you think? Well, I think 
most people, regardless of your Enneagram number, are somewhat skeptical when you first hear about essential oils. Mm. Regardless of whether or not you even think they work, there's usually a hang up whether it's financial or mm. that's hokey or that's woo woo or that's, you know, some Christians think that it's kind of like right. relying on like the earth mother kind of, you know, it sort of has yeah. that weird just a little weird to yeah. it. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have um, hesitations and a lot of people take time before they're going to dive in with essential oils. And as I've been doing this since 2014, yeah. I've, and now I know about the Enneagram, I can see that there's different numbers have different reasons for not jumping in. And for sure, Enneagram ones want to do everything perfectly. And so they don't know how to get started. And even if they do, they, they're overwhelmed by the number of oils, the number of products. They're afraid of doing something wrong. And one thing I've learned about the oils is it's pretty hard to do it wrong. Right. Like I just, this is just really quickly, like most oils you can use in the diffuser, you can use on your body. And my rule of thumb is if it smells like it belongs in a vaporizer, don't put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> because there are people who will put things like tape when they're coffee, like oils that I'm like, yeah, your molasses uh, ingest that, <laughs> but they, they do. So that's kind of my rule of thumb. But basically it's really hard to do it wrong. Yeah. So just take the top off and start using it. And so yeah, that's, that's what holds people back ones anyway. And that's what we want to be able to do for people is like, we just want to be out here showing them what it's done for us, share a little bit about who we are and, and then help you learn enough that you feel comfortable taking that first step. I know you helped me feel pretty comfortable by, Hey, I'll make you a roller because you're right. There were all those objections of the money and I don't really know enough. And it took some time, but it was worth doing. So I'm an Enneagram too. I process information from my heart. I tend to live in the present and my goal most of the time for the things that I do is, is it helpful to somebody else? I tend to be an outward right. focused from my heart. Right. So of course, as you heard me tell the story, I didn't join with you and learn about the Enneagram, um, the essential oils because of me. It was like, Oh, right. it'll help my daughter. Oh, it'll help this daughter. Right. Oh, I'm really into it. Cause it helps my husband sleep at night. Or we even use them when my dog's nose is snuffy, we diffuse near her <laughs> so she can breathe. That's awesome. <laughs> so right. What do you think an Enneagram 2, though, might push back on if she's trying or he's trying to hear a little bit more about oils? What's the reason they might push back a little bit? What I'm saying is basically stereotypes. and <laughs> Yes, that's true, too. So, yeah, that, you know, we should, we should acknowledge that's that. That's true. That's true. But I think a lot of twos are not looking for self-improvement. They're looking to help somebody else. And really, for essential oils, you can't help somebody else until you know about them yourself. Mm. So it's a big hang up for a two to take that time to learn, to use them, and then to share that with somebody else. Because even if you feel like, oh, this would really be helpful, like sometimes you just don't have the confidence or the maybe the level of trust in the product that you really want to have in order to share it. So you'll kind of share it on the down low. Right. And that's been me, right? Like totally sharing it on the download. But I'm changing all that because they really, especially, I mean, my daughters, you know, you have daughters who've been college. College has been hard this year. And that calm oil and mm, stress yep. away, peace and calming, white angelica, they've been so very helpful. Yes. Very helpful. All right. So our Enneagram threes are our achievers and they're in that triad with three sevens and eights. They tend to be future focused. Threes are also in the heart center like twos. However, Enneagram threes in general can feel the feelings of the people around them have a harder time with their own feelings. So aren't aware when they need some feeling support. And that's one of the things the 
essential oils that we have been using have really done is sort of support our, our emotions a little bit. What would you say to an Enneagram 3 who hasn't really heard much about essential oils and is just thinking through what would be something we could share with them? I have a husband who's a three yes. and he is a tough customer to get him on board <laughs> with essential oils because a lot of threes very um, product oriented yeah. and they just, and I mean like the final product, not right, right, the, final the essential product. oils product, right? They just want <laughs> productivity is what I'm trying right. to say. And they don't have time to learn about oils. They don't want to take the time. They're skeptical and you can really only get them on board when you can tell them how this is going to give them a shortcut to productivity. Absolutely. And you <laughs> tell them what to use, how to use it, when to use it, where to use it, how to reorder it. You just, you need to spoon feed them. But then it makes their life more productive and they're in. Exactly. Right. right. They have to find that hook of this makes my life more productive. And for my husband, that came in the form of this oil <laughs> called heliochrism, which do you use heliochrism? I don't. Okay. It's kind of expensive. It's about $84 for a bottle, but it has the nickname of liquid band-aid. So it stops bleeding. So we're doing a house renovation and he had cut himself the great hair between his um, thumb and like finger. And it was just gushing blood and it like filled a whole towel with blood. And he was saying like, okay, I'm going to have to go to the ER. And he said, let's just put the heliochrism on. And he was reluctant, but he let me do it. And immediately it stopped the bleeding and he could see that he didn't need to go to the hospital. So it's not that we avoided the hospital. Mm -hmm. we could tell that the cut was not deep enough that it right. needed stitches. Right. So it stopped the bleeding. And he was like, oh my gosh, I would have paid a thousand dollars out of pocket to go to the ER and only find out I don't need stitches. He said, this oil is the greatest thing on the planet. And so now he tells people you need to have a heliochrism and anyone who has little kids, he's like, you have to have this oil because it is going to change your life. And if a kid falls down, he's like dumping it out. And that is like 80 something dollars. Like, no, this, we saved this for like, yeah, like, this is for like the big blood. Like don't pull it out for something small. So he's sold now because of heliochrism, but he had to realize it was going to save him money because he had complained prior to that about all the money I spent on oils when he realized, oh, this $80 bottle of money. oil saved me $1,000. hospital trip saved all the money. Yeah. I have an, I have an Enneagram three daughter and I think things like white Angelica have been very helpful too, because threes are very aware of the emotions around them. Not always aware. She always says like, who's your three, your oldest? No, Emily. Oh, Emily. My, okay. my engineer. Yeah. And, um, this, you know, she'll say, mom, we have to go for a walk. So you can help me like pull the emotions out of my box. But oh, that emotional awesome. support of yeah, Enneagram and essential oils, they help you have healthy adult adult relationships. So our fours are known as the romantics. And so how would essential oils support them? I don't have a four in my family. I don't know if I do or not. Okay. <laughs> that's right. You're that. still, yep. Um, uh, fours are funny because I feel like the essential oil world on Instagram Mm. is run by fours. <laughs> All of the women wearing the big floppy brim hats are fours. <laughs> They've invaded the internet in a good way. I don't know. Katie like, loves, my middle one loves her big hat. She's a seven. So that's funny. Okay. Well, yeah. Sevens are also a yeah. little bit dramatic like that. So yeah. Right. Sevens also like the hats. <laughs> uh, fours either love the oils because they realize that they help them process emotions and fours have really big emotions. Right. But the flip side is fours don't want to be like all those other essential oil people. So they're going to avoid essential oils just because everybody does that and they don't want to be like everybody else. So they're sort of a catch 22. Yep. And so once they try them and see how helpful they are, 
because again, fours aren't trying to be different. They're just really aware of their own feelings. And, you know, it's just something that we, we don't do really well in America. And even in the Christian world in particular, we tend to focus on one half of the feelings wheel and fours. Ian Crone is one of my favorite Enneagram authors, and he's a four. And he always talks about if you lose your dog, an Enneagram two like me is going to come and try to get you a new puppy. But a four is going to sit on the floor with you and let you just be sad (laughs) and and let you cry. Right. And so sometimes, you know, just diffusing to feel those feelings a little deeper is is great. And that's the gift that essential oils can give Enneagram fours. How about our five? So in our next time we're together, I'll talk about which oils I picked for each number, which oils you put with each number. For the five, I picked orange, right? Just like consistent, like, you know, it's going to smell like orange. It's going to be (laughs) completely useful. Our fives are investigators. They're in the head triad, more of the withdrawn energy. What do you think they may um, be thinking when they hear about essential oils? So I think they have to research for a really long time, (laughs) like a lot of different sources. And then once they jump in, they bore all of their friends and family with fun facts about essential oils, which is not fun unless you're also a five. And I noticed I have a good friend who's a five and she tends to forget to use her oils. Sometimes Mm. she gets into the oily routine, but then something in her life will happen that kind of abruptly stops that. And she will kind of just forget about it for a while, but she never fully, like she'll come back. She always comes back, but in a time of stress, she's like, I'm out. I can't, it's just too much to try to manage. That's so interesting because one of the things I want to talk through in our series is the fact that in addition to the nine Enneagram numbers and the wings and where we go in stress are the three different um, ways that we process life. Um, and we have these three different instincts, the social instinct, the sexual right. one-on-one, and the self-preservation. And people who don't have right. that self-preservation instinct, they forget to do right. things like eat or wear warm clothes or use their essential right. oils. So it'll be interesting right. to study through that. Right. How about the six? I have a six in my family. That's my husband. So our sixes are our loyalists. Once they find something right. and they connect to it, they're very, very loyal. But they're the people who tend to look out in the horizon and they can see all the possible things that could go wrong. And so looking at essential oils at first, he was like, yeah, I don't know what you're doing. But then once right. the, you know, it was either RC or Raven, something that he used at night to breathe and boy, he was fine. Totally right. bought in now. Yeah. So what about the sixes? What do they need in order to understand the value of essential oils? Well, I think you're absolutely right. Like they're loyalists. And once they jump in, they're they're loyal to it. And they can see the things that go wrong. And they might need a lot of research or to just try one oil and see how that right. works. But once they realize that it works for them, they can flip their thinking. I have a six in my house. Um, to instead of seeing all the things that could go wrong, they can see oils as sort of like an insurance policy Mm. against those things, like against sickness, against, you know, scary emotions. And they, they start to use that as like a little bit of their armor. I would say my husband uses like the weather app, right? As a little bit of the armor, like what's the weather going to be tomorrow? Like, okay, what essential oil do I need to bring with me? How about our sevens? You and I both have an Enneagram seven. They are very fun friends. Um, Our sevens are enthusiasts. They are in that three, seven, eight energy of forward thinking. And sevens tend to enjoy life on one half of the feelings wheel, right? The part that has the happy (laughs) and the joy. And so they're really good at reframing things that are negative to stay over in that positive side. Where do you see essential oils helpful for them? And what's their struggle in finding out about essential oils? Well, they're just really, really too busy having fun with life (laughs) to research oils or to learn how to use them, or even when they do use them to remember to place a reorder. (laughs) Like it takes a lot of discipline for a seven 
to really commit. However, I have found that sevens really love the community aspect of essential oils as much as the oils. Like they love that bonding and it's so much fun and you can go together and get away with your oily friends and talk oils. So they seem to maybe come to oils for one reason, but end up staying for the community. Yeah. And my Enneagram seven has loved everything about it. Right. So she has feathers, the diffuser and <laughs> right. calm oil. And you're right. Like she loves yeah. the community of being able to talk to your daughter about it too. Now we have our Enneagram eights. I have an Enneagram eight. She's my oldest child and mm. our eights are our challengers. Right. And they come to life. If you are raising an eight or, you know, an eight, if you draw a line in the sand, they're just going to want to <laughs> know what you're going to do when they cross that line. Right? right. So I'd say she's been the one that like pushes back the most on the essential oil land, you know, she likes to challenge things a little bit. What, what is um, your input around Enneagram 8s, learning about essential oils? Well, they don't like to be told what to that do. That's so and... true. <laughs> don't tell them what and, to do. <laughs> unless you're going to research it all yourself, like it definitely helps to have someone tell you how to use things. And that doesn't always go over well with an 8. Sometimes they just have to experience it. Like, I don't know, my friend's husband couldn't tell him what to do and was diffusing digive, which is like the worst <laughs> smelling oil ever. She works really with- well if your digestion system needs it, but you don't want to diffuse it. Yeah. But you can't tell him what to do. <laughs> she came in the house and she's like, why would you diffuse that? So eights are just, They're strong. they just have to do it themselves yeah. pretty much. They don't want your help. But once they really love oils, then they are going to get every person they know <laughs> Right. oils, whether you want to or not. <laughs> just, right. And as a two, I go to eight and I'm like, you're not feeling well. Here we go. I'm just making it. Even today I was at yoga and I was trying to convince my yoga instructor, just let me drive by. I'm going to get you some oregano and some RC. You'll feel better. And then finally we have our Enneagram nines. There are peacemakers, the people who are able to find harmony. And they are also in the gut triad with the eights and the ones. They make their decisions through their gut. Um, but yet what they've learned since they were little is to try to keep their view to themselves, keep it held tightly and then they also have this gift to kind of looking around seeing the value of everything so i'm wondering if like a nine is similar to the seven in that maybe it's hard to choose where to start i don't know what do you think the first thing for a nine to understand about oils is so my sister is a nine Mm -hmm. and she was into oils before i was because she had some specific issues she was researching for her kids and came to oils and you know she mentioned oils to me probably 20 times before she said, I really think that you should buy these oils. (laughs) She would just kind of drop it out there like, oh, Mm. this might be really good. Or, oh, I got this and it was really nice. It smells good. Like she was not really direct with me Mm -hmm. for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. And once she realized I was receptive to it, it's like she was taking my temperature. Like, I'm just going to put this out there and see what she thinks. And then she kept dragging it along. And then once she realized I was receptive, then she was all excited and like, okay, we can talk about this now. And like, let's, you know, let's dive into this together. So then she started using Young Living when I started using Young Living. And I feel like nines are pretty quiet about their love of oils until they have a receptive mm-hmm. audience. And then they're all in with you. Well, I hope that our first little YouTube podcast on this has been helpful for people. We're going to keep this up because we're both so bought into the Enneagram and oils and it's a chance for us to hang out. So thank you for being here for episode one and I'll see you soon for episode two. All right. Thanks for listening to Coaching with Kelly. Join us next time for more conversations on how to truly invest in this season of your life.
For more information, or if you would like Kelly Tibbetts to be your life coach, you can find Kelly Tibbetts Life Coach on Facebook, or you can visit kellytibbetts.com.